0: What up guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Justin Michael. We've got Henry Chisholm here. We've got Jake Schwanitz here. And we are going to go over some of the biggest draft busts in AFC West history. We're gonna do a little draft of our own, try and construct the uh The best team of worst players. I don't know if that (laughs) sounds a little awkward, but it's going to be fun. I will give a little recruiting update. The number one prospect for the 2023 cycle, Arch Manning committed. So we'll talk about that. i give a brief update on the 2023 recruiting rankings as a whole. We're almost to college football, guys. We're we're getting there. This is like the the last kind of month of the sludgy offseason. But how's everybody doing? It's a little early. You guys are looking a little tired.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wish Jabari would have gotten drafted like uh, early second round, even would have been nice. But starting your work when the second to last pick of the draft is not a fun place to be. And then like the Nuggets guys are on the show, so you're like, okay, I need this graphic. Like, sooner the better. I'm just waiting up to get this graphic. I can't get to your show's over. I understand. But like it's uh you're lucky that David Roddy was the 23rd pick.
0: For those might, that don't get that, yeah, the NBA draft was last night. I know that's t- not really what we talk about, but um, real quick, we're just going to go through a, a couple of parallels of, or not parallels even, we're just going to talk about the NBA draft as a product, a couple of things that they do better, and then a couple of things the NFL draft does better. But before we get into that, Jake, how are you doing?
2: Not too bad. It's early, um, but we rise and grind, um, and we're here to uh, you know put in the hours, man. Let's get it done. That's
0: the mentality. That's the, that's the grinder mentality we need for this draft (laughs) Nick podcast. Uh, One of the things though, that I noticed just watching the NBA draft was that it moved a lot better. And I think a big part of it is that they have five minutes instead of 10 minutes to make their pick. And I've always felt like 10 minutes is so excessive. I understand that they need to have time to, to make trades and all that, but you've been following this for months. You know exactly who you want, especially in the first round. Like, these GMs are sitting there, you know. If this guy's here, we're taking him. If this guy's here, we're taking him. It does not need to be like a five-hour ordeal the way that the first round has become in the NFL draft.
1: Totally. I, th- I mean, I think that first round took like two hours. Er- yeah, it moved. It was awesome. awesome. That's right. I'm trying to remember because we were going to go to Yogurt Land as soon as the first round was over and the Nuggets made their second pick, but it turns out it closed at nine, and it was like 9:08. But the draft started like six, so it's like three hours, which is still like a significant amount of time. But when you're making 30 picks, like that's fair. An hour for 10 picks, six minutes a pick. That's not bad at all. I, I it, it was, it was like you said, it was just like refreshing to see that part. There are other parts that were kind of shitty.
0: Listening um, to
2: Kendrick a, Perkins. Yes, that was interesting. I'll just say as a draft Nick, um, I did watch the draft. Uh, I mean, I don't really know too much about the NBA. Can someone tell me why? They have these teams pick other players and make them wear hats not of other teams when they're out on stage, please tell me why
1: there's like a couple reasons like the the big one is that so one, this is one of them is that so you have to make a draft pick at least every other season, so you, so you can't go two years without making a first round pick and so like if the nuggets would have traded their picks last night, they could do that, but they would have to technically make the pick first and then just trade it right after so summer for that reason but then also they just don't let trades go through as quickly as the nfl does they don't get approved as quickly i mean there was the, the trade that the nuggets made to to get the 30th pick which was more than a week ago even when they got up there and announced it they're like well this trade still has not been finalized uh but there's a move to do this and this and this and it's like this is just it is kind of dumb and it gets confusing it gets it's I don't know why. Like, you're kind of ruining the kid's moment, right? Put him up there in a the Timberwolves hat instead of the Blazers hat or whatever.
2: Yeah, just creating a little bit of awkward moments, I guess. I mean, same thing with the Knicks uh, trade, though, too. I mean, I feel like it took forever finding out exactly what the heck was going on in that mm-hmm. trade. So, uh, yeah, it was still fun, though. Good fun, for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I obviously just watched, like, our coverage of it because the it's so much better. It's wild how much better it is. I know I'm biased, but, like, even just going off of the tweets like when woach says a pick is made instead of like i was watching the broadcast i had that on too just like muted and you see like five minutes later they're like oh this just happened you're like i don't even care about that anymore you're, you're taking forever and then second of all you've got kendrick perkins sitting right there in the middle i don't care i don't know how he gets into that situation like if you want to have him on like a first take show like i i i, I hate it but i get it Like, if you want to have him analyze draft picks, I mean, what the hell? And I mean, I call him at the worst time. Like, our show ended 10 picks in the second round or something like that, and you flip over, and just like, this is what these poor people have been watching all night. Like, I can't...
0: I I don't think I would have watched. I think I would have turned it off. They're in a weird time as, as far as these live broadcasts go, because I don't even think the NBA knows what they want to do, because they're letting Woj tweet it out and they're also letting him spoil picks on the broadcast, like a couple of minutes before that they're announced, and then at that point, it's just the that aspect of it is really weird. I I will say the NFL is a little bit better there. I mean, the the picks still get leaked in the NFL the same, but they they do a little bit better job, I guess, of you know trying to to well, make the, the broadcast appealing and have some you know drama to it and intrigue. It's yeah. it's just a weird limbo between you know digital and if you want to watch the broadcast and some people get really upset like when they people pre-tweet the pre-tweet the draft picks a couple years ago my roommate i told him who the broncos were picking and he like stormed into his room and slammed the door he was furious about it it's 2022 i know (laughs) like like I work in the industry. It's not the
1: DVR era anymore. My goodness. Like we, (laughs) we know what's happening. Just give us what we want. When it's like, you don't get to toy with us because you have the one TV broadcast anymore. It's, it's garbage. I mean, the NFL has their drama, but half of what they do is just cut to whatever graphic they made of the closest family member who just died. Like it's, it's, (laughs) these drafts are terrible products. They're terrible products. Like just, Talk about the football. Honestly, and I know I'm biased, but we are just so lucky to have the DMVR drafts where you just sit there and watch what they have to say. I mean, it's also nice that it's just a Nuggets angle. They talk about the pick and then it's right back to like, okay, what does that mean for the Nuggets? But I just can't imagine watching a real draft put on by ESPN at this point.
2: The thing that the NFL has figured out though is, you know, your shams and your woges of the NFL and Rapaport and Schefter are actually kind of silenced during the draft, which yeah, I mean, it's the if local you're guys into that. that,
0: are breaking the scoops than the NFL. Exactly. Yeah. If
2: you're into that level of intrigue, at least the NFL has got it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the NBA draft could use a little bit more excitement, especially after the first four or five picks. At least for me.
1: Yeah, Fair. nothing really happened last night. I mean, I mean, there was a major upset in who the first pick was, and that all came up in the ten minutes before the draft. So I guess that should count. It still just felt kind of lame, though. And then, like, just no trades. I also don't really. I don't know. The NFL, I'm interested in. The NBA, I have literally zero interest in. The Nuggets, I'll watch every single game, but the NBA, I don't care. So it's just like, okay, I don't know who these guys are. Let the who's the nugget. Let me
0: Google the nugget. Amen. Y'all should watch more basketball. It is great. But you know who made a killing on that little, uh, Mix up with the order DraftKings Sportsbook because everybody for months just banking on Jabari Smith of Auburn being the number one pick. He ends up falling to three. Palo goes number one. We've got a UFC event coming up. UFC 276 to be specific. The calf slicer, the Peruvian necktie. There are tons of ways to come out on top in the octagon. (laughs) There's one more with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. (laughs) New customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win, get $100 in free bets, win or lose. Whether it's Adesanya with a knockout kick or a powerful punch from, I cannot pronounce that, Cananuer, you win no matter what. And with DraftKings Same Game Parlay, you can turn another small bet into a big payday. Combine multiple bets like which fighter will win. Again, uh, Adesanya, that's why I'm betting on because I can say his name. Number of knockouts or more for UFC 276, you can place the Same Game Parlay and if it hits, you win double. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That code DNVR this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. The calf slicer in the Peruvian necktie? Yeah, baby. <laughs> what the hell? Is this like
1: Detroit Lions training camp? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a very niche reference. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's I think the this people podcast. of this... Uh, it's yeah. a great reference. The listeners yeah. of this podcast will get it. I can see, see him, him going though.
1: just a tiny bit problematic with Peruvian necktie. <laughs> Not even yeah, a I'm problematic, I was reading it. Wonder.
0: It's on the ad copy. If it's on the ad copy, yeah. I can't get blamed. And that's like why I stick g- to the ad copy.
1: If the guy's Peruvian, it's
0: fine. But if, uh,
1: if uh, old homeboy up there in Detroit is dropping Peruvian necktie, I'm doing some Googling to see whether we're, like, <laughs> we're, we're cool with saying that.
0: Well, I'm pretty yeah, sure that's a move, right? Googled that's like too. a finisher. Really? Uh, yeah, I, that's like that's, I, the point of the read is like there's a lot of different ways you can win oh, the fight, and there's a lot of different ways you can win okay. money on DraftKings. I <laughs> thought those were like nicknames. No, yeah. If it was a nickname, that would sound <laughs> offensive. Uh, It may be offensive as a move, too. I don't know. Anyways, we're way off track. Arch Manning (laughs) commits to Texas. 2023, number one prospect in the entire country. Nephew of Peyton and Eli. A lot of people, you know, forecasted him to end up at Tennessee, potentially Ole Miss. He ends up at Texas with Steve Sarkeesian. Kind of interesting, given that they just had Quinn Ewers transfer over from Ohio State potentially a, a battle at, in 2023 for that QB position. Maybe one of them ends up transferring out. What, what was your guys' instant reaction to this? Because I'll be honest, like I was surprised Texas landed him, but in the NIL era, I'm sure he's getting a bag. Totally. I mean,
1: it's kind of like a tough question. If, if you were the star quarterback and you could go to any school, where do you go? Like That's just a, a wild position to put your put yourself into because most of these guys like even if they have the option to go anywhere they aren't arch manning still like like it's still you you can go wherever you want but you'll have to like compete like you have to think about the level of competition at that spot like if you're arch manning it's probably a pretty safe bet you just get to go be the starting quarterback wherever you want and so i mean i at first texas kind of surprised me but then I kind of turned around a little bit just because I mean, Texas is like a storied program. And, and if you're the guy who goes in there and wins with Texas, you are just a Texas legend for the rest of time in a way that you're not capable of, of, of doing that just about anywhere else. And so I do kind of understand still, though. I mean, there's, there's the, the reasons you would be concerned um, which is that he's they're bad and going to the SEC. Well,
2: um, to that, too, I mean, not only would you be you know, turning around a Texas program that's really struggled to find a quarterback like that, and basically since Vince Young, so it's been 15 years, yeah, but Texas Don't you is
0: smirch Colt McCoy like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs>
2: true. Um, but Texas is just, I mean, this has to be one of the lowest points in the program's history, and you land a recruit mm-hmm. like this. This is just a huge, like shift in momentum, I think, in general for this program. I mean, even with Quinn Ewers coming in last year, which was kind of a, a big kind of momentum shift also, um, it's interesting to see because I think Sark uh, is kind of, a, you know, he's earned the quarterback whisperer type of a, um, nickname, I guess, with Mac Jones and, you know, the stuff he did with Matt Ryan and stuff. Um, so we'll see. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, can they surround him with the playmakers? And then can they uh, surround him with the play caller? uh can they just play consistently good football in Texas? I don't think recruiting's really been the question. It's more so of those type of things. So, uh we'll see, man. We will see. Where would you go if you could go anywhere? It's hard to turn down Saban, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and with the one difference being, I mean, Kirby, I don't want to say like Jalen Hurts isn't going to be a, a legend there forever, but when you you're in that Jalen Hurts to attack of Mac Jones like it just kind of one after the other whereas if you go into Texas like like it, 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 you'd have to be really great to get a statue built of you at Alabama you go win a title at Texas right now you're getting a statue well
0: that's about an interesting point I think yeah you're right yeah Georgia's but,
2: an interesting place
0: uh, yeah Florida maybe is. Is, I mean Florida's kind of been in limbo now for about a decade
1: USC just isn't stable enough still like, like if you got to see them start the turnaround a little bit this year, Caleb Williams, and then he had one more year, but it's still too early for that. Like, Notre Dame, maybe? Obviously, we're only Man. talking about the big-name schools because where else right. would you go? Like, exactly. I guess it'd be kind of cool just to go to, like, you know San Diego State and be like, yeah, we're national champs here at San Diego State, but I don't think that's the move.
2: Yeah, I don't see Arch Manning pulling... Uh... You know, pulling up the Jackson State hat or something, just completely shocking everyone. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, really State thought CSU had a chance, guys. I, <laughs> exactly. <I don't> <laughs> I'm a bit discouraged. Not yeah. gonna lie.
1: Yeah, you know, some schools get Peyton Manning's nephew, some uh, some get uh, Josh McCown's son, and that's CU. So if that doesn't yes, show the had discrepancy, kid pretty for a clear. While. Yeah, that's right. You
2: had Brendan Rice last year. Last year.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, now he's gonna go ride the bench at USC because that's a better option, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't even know what else comes to mind. Like maybe Clemson, well, just because they've been a little bit down, but I don't think they appeal Dabo. like one of the true deal. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't deal with Dabo.
2: Yeah, I guess it all come down to coaches. Really. Miami, like, maybe.
0: Feel... Like if you had a good, if you had mm-hmm. the right stability at Miami. I, Miami and Texas feel like the two programs that, in terms of. Like, they have the financial backing. They have the history. Mm-hmm. If you could turn it around, you would immediately be, an ele- be a legend. I mean, maybe CU, like, a little bit. I mean, not the yeah. same level, but if you're talking Nebraska about a in the same that way. has history. Or yeah, Nebraska. Nebraska. Nebraska, for sure.
1: But, I mean, again, like, if, if you're trying to decide, like, how ah, do I go be the legendary quarterback at Nebraska or Texas? It's Texas by a it's mile. Texas by yeah, a mile. Like, sure. Michigan, do you get in the conversation? Uh, kind of, but they're—I
0: mean—they've so, been relevant maybe. now. Like, it's not like they've yeah. been.
2: I mean, at the same uh, time, too, Michigan's been a program that's kind of had these, like, I don't want to say it, but they've been kind of pedestrian quarterbacks. Um, so I mean, that would be a huge swing of tide for Michigan, too. Uh, but people said that were...
0: about Bama, too, and they now obviously do have a different tier of quarterback. But I don't think people now view Bama as like the quarterback-producing school or anything. So, well, I mean, it's kind of run though. They should be, but I don't think that they get that reputation.
1: Right. It, it's just random that this comes up, but I was reading uh, CBS Sports put out their best quarterback rooms in the country like four or five days ago. Number three is Michigan. Caden McNamara, JJ McCarthy, Alan Bowman. Like that's that's in front of Georgia. That's in front of, I mean, I, that's in front of USC with Caleb Williams. It kind of surprised me they were up that high, but I guess it's just because they have so many options.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Cade had a great year last year, and you know JJ, of course, had those flashes just literally and just bursts of plays last year. So I think that plays a lot into it. Um, I mean, we're going to learn a lot about Michigan this year and how good that program actually mm-hmm. is, I think. Uh, back to Arch Manning, though, I think an interesting aspect about this is the Quinn Ewers thing. Because, I mean, we were talking about Quinn Ewers like this last year when this news came down that he was transferring to Texas. And, you know, it was kind of seen back then as like not as exciting as this because this is Arch freaking Manning. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's been a while since Texas has actually had a really good signal caller. And, you know, that's maybe kind of played into how the program has looked over the last, I don't know, how long has it been now? Eight, ten years since mm-hmm. Texas has really been down on their luck, you know? Um, but the Quinn Ewers thing, and the, I think the question that you posed off the top, Justin, who transfers first? Uh, that's a very interesting question, I think.
1: Yeah. So Ewers would have his his junior year, I guess redshirt sophomore year, would be the same time as Arch Manning's first season. So the, the easy way to answer it is Arch sits for a year, takes a redshirt. Ewers finishes off his three years, and he's good enough to go to the NFL. Um, is arch willing to sit a year is Ewers actually going to be good enough? I, uh, it's just his haircut. I, uh, he's probably a good football player. I just look at him. I'm like, I'm not who wants you. You're kidding. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. But the, but I think the, the big question is if Quinn Ewers tries to transfer, does the NCAA grant him a waiver? Because I mean, he's already used his one transfer. And in the past, whenever somebody tried to transfer, if it was a quarterback, they typically said, oh, well, you have whatever circumstance. You don't have to sit a year. And they just find excuse every single time. Does that change now that these guys already get one? Do they become a little bit more strict with those? I wouldn't be surprised if they did.
2: Well, you know, I think another parallel that you can kind of draw with Quinn Ewers too is, I mean, I don't want to say that he's going to become this, but look at what happened to Tate Martell, man. I mean, this is something that I mean, he could quickly find himself in just a downhill slide of having to transfer constantly and constantly and just never being the guy uh, because he keeps on transferring. So uh, it's a slippery slope, I suppose.
0: Tate Martell couldn't even win the starting quarterback job for UNLV, a team that was literally terrible last (laughs) year. (laughs) Um, Yep. I'm excited, though. 2024, CSU plays at Texas. So uh, I'll get that Arch Manning Mich- scouting report ready to go. Mm-hmm. CSU Michigan opens plays this Texas season too. at Michigan. So, uh, yeah, probably going to be able to give you guys a, a nice breakdown of these NFL draft prospects because they're going to put a hurtin' on my alma mater, which is mm-hmm. something. You, <laughs> the, like,
1: the, uh, you look back at these re- quarterback classes, though, real quick. Like 2019... Like your top dual threat quarterbacks, Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, Sam Howell, um, your top uh, pro style quarterback, Spencer Rattler, Ryan Halinski, Graham Mertz, Dylan Morris. I mean, God. I mean maybe Is Mertz the best
0: in that group.
1: No, it's I Daniels. So.
0: I mean, it's Daniels, but,
1: but yeah, yeah, Rattler, who knows where he put him like year before that with your uh, with your dual threats, you have. uh I mean, Justin Fields, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Justin Rogers, Phil Jurkovic, Emory Jones. A couple more down is uh, Adrian Martinez. Your pro styles, you've got Trevor Lawrence, JT Daniels, Tanner McKee, Matt Corral. But, I mean, number one quarterbacks, the 50-50? Is that, is that fair? Like, when you look at the top ones, and we're not going to spend enough time to run through all these classes, but couldn't you Just from was, your I mean, list. Uh, we'll see. I believe in Arch just, Manning just because his name is Manning, though.
2: Just from your list, fifty-fifty, I think is a little generous.
0: Oh, I yeah. mean, if you're talk, if you look at the amount of quarterbacks that programs sign, I mean, obviously we're talking about the number one quarterback, so this is a, a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit refined in terms of the sample size, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of a it's a numbers game. That's why these coaches mm-hmm. try and sign at least co- one quarterback every year, sometimes two, because mm-hmm. you just You stack them and and hope that one of them pans out.
1: Yeah. Year before is number one pro style. Davis Mills, Hunter Johnson, Jake Fromm, Jake, yeah, Jack Sears, uh, Dylan McCaffrey, Miles Brennan. Their dual threats are uh, Tua, Tate Martell, Kellen Mond, Sam Ellinger. Like that's a, I don't know. Quinn Ewers. He might just be a backup. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Quinn Ewers (laughs) might just be a backup. (laughs)
0: Tua being labeled a dual threat sounds like uh, somebody looked at the color of his skin. Yes, it does. Predetermination. Don't do stuff like that, (laughs) by the way, guys. Um, Good call. Let's move on. Let's talk about some of the biggest draft busts in the AFC West. Real quick, if you're curious, though, 2023 recruiting rankings, ESPN, uh, ESPN Plus recently did an update. Notre Dame currently number one. Should be stated that more than half of the top 300 prospects have not committed as of yet. So these recruitings mean <laughs> these rankings mean literally nothing. Uh, CU, for instance, currently 22nd on ESPN's recruiting rankings. Although not throwing shade, they are putting together a nice class. Mm-hmm. Offensive line, some depth there, four star quarterback. I see what you're doing. Ohio State, number two, Georgia, three, Penn State, four, Clemson, five, Bama, all the way down at like 17. Louisville seven after getting one of the top guys via Nil. that's kind of interesting. Arkansas eight that's surprising. USC nine and Texas 10 after landing Arch Manning. We'll keep an eye on all that. Just interesting to see how it's all played out. Maybe Nil could help some I mean it seems to be helping some schools like Louisville, Texas, you know Texas A and M obviously Texas Tech I think yeah got a lot if you got money. I think it, it we really might see some of these programs kind of ascend the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, and it's like I don't know. There, there's two ways to look at it, where you're like, yeah, it's helping Texas, the school that has been pretty bad recently. Or you can look at it as they're helping Texas. I mean, it's Texas. Come on, does Texas really need help, right? And so it is definitely
0: spreading things out. But I, uh, I think, dude, I, don't know. I think, I think NIL is big though. If if you're a 20 year old kid, if you're an 18, 19 year old kid. Texas isn't what it was to us. You know, you didn't grow up watching Vince Young. You know, you didn't watch Mm -hmm. The Rise. I don't... I I do think this stuff matters. I I think to an extent, if you try and, you know, hang on your prestige for too long, you end up in CU territory where you're bragging about a national championship from, you know, a time where none of these players were even born.
1: That is weird to think about. Because obviously, I've said this before, but like, I was not a college football guy growing up. I was all NFL. Like we go down to Missoula for a couple Grizz games a year, but like I, I did not watch another college football game all, all year. And I remember though, like the Vince young teams and like the Reggie Bush teams and like that whole game. And there are moments like that that do just kind of like change how you see the entire sport. But yeah, I mean, if, if I were two years younger, that would all be totally meaningless to me. Like I'd see, Oh, Reggie Bush got his Heisman taking away. It's like, Oh, I mean, he was a pretty average running back. Like, he was, he was solid. I think he made a Pro Bowl or two. But it, it that that is different for these kids who are. I mean, what? I'm twenty five. They're sixteen, Dude, these 17. These kids were born in 2000,
0: 2001. It's wild. Like, I mean, they were four so, years old in two thousand five. Like, does yeah. not matter to them at all. Exactly. At all. And
2: so, to that point, I think the school that would. I mean, it surprises me that they're not as popular or as consistent as they should be for me is Oregon, because I feel like a lot of those kids kind of, um, you know, I was in, I was graduating high school when they were going through, you know, the national championship with Chip Kelly and stuff, but I'm sure there's a ton of kids that saw them with all the uniforms and stuff. And those are the kids. I mean, we're 10 years later now that are committing to these schools. So it's surprising to me that Oregon, not to get us too off track here, but it's surprising me that Oregon hasn't really been able to capitalize on that as much.
0: Totally. I think it's because the schools with more money or like, you know, bigger donor backings basically did what Oregon was doing and just kind of took their shine.
1: Yeah, I mean, in a way, yeah, Oregon really did. I mean, obviously, they were revolutionary in the ways that they were. I guess that's not really a hot take. Like with the uniforms and with the branding and with like just
2: spread. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, Miami kind of did similar things, but that wasn't so much like uniform based. It was just like, here's our swag. Like, here's what we do. Right. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I mean, what, there was a kind of a 10 year gap between those two. Maybe it's time for another school to just show up and be the the swaggy, cool new era team. I don't even know what you do right now.
0: We're old, dude. We don't know what's like I don't... stylish, <laughs> what's popular anymore. <laughs> like I'm, uh... al- I'm almost thirty. High school kids would make fun of me at this point. So, <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see. It is, it is fun to talk about though. Real quick, I want to shout out Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. I was over at the farmhouse last Sunday for a Milky Chance and Ripe show. Absolute blast! Nice. And we had Breckenridge beers on tap as well as seltzers at the bar. Abs might win a Stanley Cup tonight. Probably going to be, if they do, it'll be the last opportunity you have at DNVR for a little bit because we're remodeling. Mm -hmm. But once we're back open, you know the Breck brew is going to be flowing. There's nothing better to drink while you're watching a game. They've been doing this for 30 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. I I personally, they released a hard seltzer line, a hard soda seltzer line, I should say. I'm a big fan. Root beer, ginger ale, absolutely fire. Sounds like they're not selling super well, though, so I need you guys to go buy them so they don't cancel this line. And I I always like the drinks that get canceled. That's just that's how it goes. But uh, check it out. Juice Drop IPA, Summer Pills Shandy. They've got a, a lemon shandy out this summer. Strawberry Sky, Vanilla Porter Jr., you name it. Check out the Breck Brew Locator to find the closest liquor store, grocery store, whatever near you. That sells delicious Breckenridge brews. I could use a beer right now. I'm a little bit hung over hair um, of the dog. Could, uh, could do me well. I've got so right, much stuff to do. To do?
1: Like I my know. girlfriend, like she took the day off work because we're going to the, the abs game tonight, which is going to be insane. But I've got a, like for this podcast, I've got other podcasts I need to do. Didn't get one done because of the golf tour on Wednesday. And it's like, I need to put down Breckenridge beers starting as soon as possible. And I have so much stuff to do. And I'm flying up to Montana for a wedding at 8 a.m. tomorrow. And I I don't know. I might just have to be like drinking and podcasting
0: all day. I'm not really sure. I might need to pick up some to. of those seltzers or sodas. There you go. There, there nice. are uh, there are worse ways you could spend a day.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll tell my girlfriend. She's like, oh, yeah, we have so much time before the game. It's like, well, you do. I want to be kind of packed. Maybe I tell her, like, come listen to me record podcast. I'll drink a hard soda with you.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be the one drinking Breckenridge brew, and you're gonna be there <laughs> trying to grind away, just jealous yep. that
1: you can't sip on. Yep. Getting as hey, well, not getting her uh, attention. They say
0: Hemingway used a spirit or two to spark inspiration, and my hey, man Henry, is nothing but a poet. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking forward to it. AFC West, there have been plenty of busts over the years. There have been quite a few right here in Denver we're going to do a draft uh snake i guess since we've got three of us try and put together the uh the best worst picks that we can find i have a little list here googled some other stuff who wants the first pick ooh i'll take um, it go all for right it,
1: henry I uh, changed my mind. Well, I already said, um, you already claimed it, my man. I know I was trying to decide like, okay, where, 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 where does the tier change? I want, I, now I've decided top two would have been nice. Um, ah, uh, Jamarcus Russell. I mean, my have God, to. did he suck. And I, I mean, he has everything that you could look for, right? Like number one overall. So, it's it's not like, oh yeah, you know, we got him in the second round, thought he was gonna be good. No, this is your number one overall pick. Number one overall pick in the draft. You can have anybody. Like that's a big piece of a bust. And like literally four rookie contracts, too. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. So we got the bag. I know. We gotta get back to bet that <laughs> <I> bag. <laughs> we don't need to go down this tangent again. I know I do it a lot, but we gotta get back to paying these rookies because it's ruining the league. But um yeah, I mean, Jamarcus Russell, number one overall. I feel like that's a pretty safe one. There's a good number two as well.
0: Did you know he could throw fifty yards from his knees, guys? How many times did uh, we hear that? Uh, <laughs> the
2: my favorite story is the the one about the blank DVD. You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, about, yeah they right? sent sent the mm, film home. A, oh my god, uh, that's just classic. That's almost like how you would treat like a second grader who like lies about doing his homework or something. Man,
0: yeah. did you brush your teeth? Let me smell. Exactly. <laughs> 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 all right, Jake you're, you get the second pick it's your idea oh uh, you. all right
2: second pick um well it's two guys in between but I'm gonna have to go with Paxton um just because my god man um I know that there's probably some other guys you could take but in terms of like look at let's look at Henry's pick and Jamarcus Russell this guy at least got on the field um you know he played 15 games in a season in 2008 He was really bad in 2009. He still started nine games, played in 12. Paxton Lynch gave the Broncos absolutely nothing. Um, And it was pretty much that way the entire time he was here. I know that, you know, there's probably worse busts in terms of value and everything, but the Broncos literally got nothing. They could have drafted me with that pick in the 2017 draft, and they probably would have been better off. Um, So I'm going to take Paxton.
1: Okay, I I will add that in 2009 – You know that pro football reference has, like, their AV. Jamarcus (laughs) Russell had a negative AV. So while the Broncos (laughs) may have gotten nothing from Paxton, Jamarcus, they got negative from. So I'll defend my pick. (laughs)
0: Fair point. All right, I'm going to go back in history a little bit. And uh, I'm going to go all the way back to 1988, where the Denver Broncos, like, the defensive tackle, Ted Gregory, Who, upon showing up, the Broncos staff realized he was at least three inches shorter than he claimed. Uh, Mm -hmm. Never ended up playing a game for the Broncos. They traded him after like a season or whatever. Total bust. So that's about as as big as it gets. And he he was the number 26 selection as well. So same as Paxton Lynch. It's
2: bad luck. You're up again, bud.
0: Now I'm going back to the Raiders where I go with Darius Hayward Bay. <laughs> I I don't understand how they. I mean, you had Michael fast. Crabtree right there. Yeah, total Raiders pick. He he runs really fast in his underwear. It's best. <laughs>
1: Those idiots.
2: All right. Um, Justin left him for me. I'm taking Ryan Leaf. Man. God damn. Um,
1: I almost oh, took him number yeah. one. I can't believe yeah. this. I should take number two. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: I was between yep. three quarterbacks with my first pick. I can't believe I got two of them. I'm taking Ryan Leaf. Um, I
0: legit just was not thinking about the Chargers. Like I, I have notes here on the <laughs> Chiefs, fair. the Raiders, and Bronx. I just I forget they're a franchise.
2: Yeah, most forgettable franchise in the NFL. We get it. Um, no, we blew yeah. that. Yeah,
0: they should have been the. He should have been the number two pick.
2: With that though, I mean, I mean, just compared to Peyton Manning, who obviously he's going to be compared against for the end of time. That makes it look pretty rough. Um, I don't think he gave the Chargers very much either. Uh, You had rocket or uh, locker room blow ups. Um, He gave them two years, uh, skipped a year. I didn't even realize he only played in 98 and 2000 in San Diego. Um, So, yeah, Ryan Leaf. Also, hold on real quick, Hank. Also, Ryan Leaf, 1998, an AV of minus two. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that, that, that's actually the one i saw and i was like oh shit can i find the jamarcus russell stack quick <laughs> enough <laughs> yeah um A uh, montana legend i should say probably one of the two he, maybe the most uh, it's between him and ted kaczynski for most famous montanan yeah you're on your own there <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: who's ted kaczynski yeah,
1: yeah it's got to be ted kaczynski um let's see actually we, we don't have a ted kaczynski i did we just watched a movie terrible um I'll take, give me Todd Marinovich. He's a piece of garbage. Uh, 24th pick. So, you know, that's uh, that's in f- front of Paxton, if that's kind of a deciding mark. Um, garbage quarterback. I mean, what, three years in the NFL before he was gone? But I think, let's see, do I have these stats right here? I don't have the stats. Staring record of three and five careers. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not like he was actually starting. Um, so garbage. I mean, I don't want to, I don't know. I mean, the the drug addiction was a part of it. It feels like that's a, a thing. I kind of like Jamarcus Russell with the food addiction, but um, I'll uh, I'll take the I'll take the, another Raiders quarterback. Always fun to do in a bus draft. How many rounds are we going here?
2: So that was our, our first time up and down. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we can go just up one more time, or we can try and go up and down. I'm I'm running out of players already, so
0: yeah, let's go three, and then we can just kind of throw out some other names that okay. busts in Broncos history and stuff. So make another pick.
1: If we're only going three, I'm going to use this. I'm I've, I've, this is always going to be my last pick because it's maybe the best of all the busts, Um, but easy to forget. Brian Bosworth, drafted mm. by the Seahawks while they were in the AFC West. Right up there. Clever son of a bitch. Potential biggest bust of all time. Uh, Let's see. Which which pick was he drafted with? Oh, my God. If I could have gotten Ryan Leaf, I would have blown you guys out of the water. Damn it. Um, Still obviously happy with my draft. Let's see. He was uh, 1987 round one. It doesn't say what pick. I'm sure he was in the top top 10. Mm, 12th. No. Says 12th round in a different draft. Oh my god, first round. I don't know why I can't. Yeah, his
0: Wikipedia page doesn't say what pick. How does that happen? What just Google his draft class? Yeah, I've got a you Google that while Jake makes his third pick.
2: All right, my third pick is gonna be uh Todd Blackledge, um, draft bus of the Kansas City Chiefs, another Todd. Um, The 1983 draft, of course, famous for having star quarterbacks, Mr. The Duke, John Elway, Um, Dan Marino, of course, one of them that was passed on many, many times and taken with the second to last pick in the first round that year. And of course, Jim Kelly, too. But Todd Blackledge, um, I believe he was drafted in the top 10. Uh, I have it right here. He was seventh overall in 1983. Um, He did actually have quite a long NFL career. Um, obviously not as a very impactful or as a starting quarterback, but he did play from 83 to 89, uh, seven seasons. Um, I don't know, not as big a bust, but when you factor in the 1983 draft class and that he was taken over, you know, guys like Marino and Kelly, uh, that's a pretty big uh, bust.
1: It's a massive bust. Um, Bosworth was taken in the supplemental draft, which means they had to Mm. give up their first round pick to use that one. That's why I mean, it doesn't worse. show up. Um, but there Is you that because he
0: was in trouble for like steroids or something? Um, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> uh, th- that's a, that. That'll be a side conversation. We'll go into a Google rabbit hole on uh, the Boz. Well, I'm getting bodied in this draft, but I'll just round it out with Maurice Claret, uh running back, never played a down a one. for the Denver Broncos, took him in the third round. Despite the fact that he had not played in two years, uh, ran a horrible 40 at the combine, didn't make a whole lot of sense, came out, got in a bunch of trouble, uh, unfortunately ended up in prison for a couple of years. So kind of a sad situation, but definitely a bust if we are going through the history.
2: Yes. No Tim Tebow taken, guys.
0: Tim Tebow won a playoff game. He's not a top-nine bust in the history of the AFC West. Yeah. The Broncos don't sign Peyton Manning without Tim Tebow, and that alone, I think, keeps them out of this conversation. <laughs> cannot change anything sacrifice. in Broncos
1: history because it all led us to that point.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. I firmly believe that.
1: Yeah. No, McDaniels can't argue. and everything. Yep. So apparently, the Boz sent out uh, letters to most NFL teams saying that if he, if they drafted him, then he will just go back to school. And so then he actually got, uh, he, he got kicked off the team after the orange bowl. So lost the leverage. It was a whole bunch of drama. Um, and then he'd sent the letter to the Seahawks and said he wasn't gonna go there and then wound up going there. Who, who could have guessed that guy would bust.
2: (laughs) True. Another bad one that wasn't mentioned, uh, Broncos one also Jarvis Moss. Mm -hmm. Um, Picked with the seventeenth overall pick in, I think it was two thousand seven. Um, only earned one start and appeared in six games before suffering a season-ending leg injury in two thousand seven. Uh, only appeared in twenty-eight more games, recording two and a half sacks and twelve tackles. Uh, midway through twenty ten, he was released and signed with the Raiders. That is the definition of a bust. Uh, you know, just flaming out in less than two years, and then go into a division rival to try and revive your career.
0: 1998 wide receiver Marcus Nash taken 30th by Denver out of Tennessee played in 10 games over two seasons before being traded away. I think he lasted another year or two in the league bounced out. Uh, Cody Latimer, second round pick in 2014, 35 catches over four years with the Broncos. Brutal.
1: Yeah. Maurice Claret. That's always my big one. I guess he was a third round pick, so it's not value wise. Like it's not the end of the world. But just like the way that all of that went, with like the the gun charges and him not playing well anyway, him and Monte Ball too. I mean, those were those were two Ugh. Big Ten running backs who I I was so fired up about, and then just absolutely nothing.
2: Um, a current one, I mean. We don't see it too much, but taken still, it blows me away that Jonathan Abram was taken in the first round by the Oakland Raiders in twenty nineteen. I almost said him
0: box safety. <laughs> I mean, it it's yeah. one of the picks we reference all the time, just in terms of poor draft management. But like that's a that's a third round guy that they took, you know, early in the first, just crazy.
2: Exactly. Um I remember I was working at uh, Sports Info Solutions at the time and I remember having to chart a few Mississippi State games and just we had blown coverages, and you'd had to type in the player's name. I, I remember doing so many Mississippi State games and typing in Jonathan Abram, getting blown over the top. Um, and it happens to him still in the NFL. So um, you know, tape doesn't lie.
0: The Raiders—they know how to pick him.
2: Who also Lim Bowden from the Raiders, too. That was a pretty yeah. big one. That was a few years yeah. ago, 2020, third-round pick. Um, he was a prospect I liked personally, so that was a little shocking to me. But, man, uh, wasn't he traded before he even played a game? Did he even play a game as a Raider?
0: I don't believe like so. That. Can we call Eli Manning a bust since the Chargers drafted him and never he never <laughs> played for him? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the
1: worst part is that they like traded him for Phillip Rivers which meant they had to trade Drew Brees. Like, if they don't take Eli Manning, they get Drew Brees instead of Philip Rivers for the, I mean, decade there. They'd already given which... up on him, hadn't they, though, with his neck? Yeah. Yeah, they had given up on him, which, I mean, at the time, it was whatever, but in hindsight, boy, would you like to have Drew Brees? hmm
0: um... That was
1: decent guy was decent a
2: couple a couple on the raiders again going back to robert gallery uh 2004 <sighs> offensive lineman was taken second overall um he, he flamed still ended out very up playing quickly. like
0: 91 games so though was why i didn't oh okay fair
2: enough then and then also 2013 dj hayden uh the quarterback cornerback out of i think it was oh god miami and i don't know if i'm remembering that right but I, wanted I remember to say he had Florida like a for some reason. It, it's something like that. I can't remember, but he had like a heart condition too. Um, in that draft, I think he had like a valve issue that had that, you know, was kind of scary. That uh was actually like legitimately concerning. Um, and he was taken fairly highly in the 2013 draft. Um, that was another big one.
1: Damon Arnett. That was a yes. brutal one. I mean, because he sucked and he had to get cut because of the the guns. I just remember with him when his hair dye would get all over his jersey. That looks so (laughs) dumb. That looks so dumb. I guess he wound up getting a chance with the Dolphins. I guess now he's with the Chiefs. But I mean, the fact that you, your former first-round pick, you get a chance with the Dolphins after all the legal things you're over, and you're just like, oh yeah, he's he's he'll be fine. No, like he still can't catch on in a second year. That's a rough one.
0: What about Eric Henderson? uh, Who?
2: Eric Fisher from the chiefs. uh, He's kind of an interesting one because I mean, even when you look back at, I mean, I remember when that draft was happening and it was like, they're really going to take this central Michigan tackle first over. I mean, it was a very weak class. I mean, Geno Smith was like the best quarterback then Mm -hmm. Uh, EJ Manuel third overall too. Uh, But I mean, in terms of actual value, I mean, they didn't, I don't think they signed him for his uh, after his rookie contract. I mean, and he never really just like established himself as a number one overall pick, as like one of the, yeah. I don't know, even 20, 15, 10 best tackles in the league. I don't think he ever got
1: there. Better or worse pick than uh, Tim Tebow?
0: Ooh. Better, but not by a lot. Yeah. It's justifiable. Um, number one a team overall. From standpoint. Yeah. How, Man, how do we feel about question. No Sean
1: Marino? uh i think his last
0: two years take him out of the bus conversation but yep i mean it was a really strong debate for about three and a half years where
2: barely saved himself
0: knowing how
1: his career played out what what would you have expected his like his draft slot to be
2: six round fifth round maybe um I mean, shoot, CJ Anderson was undrafted, came in and outproduced him. Um, yeah. Ronnie Hillman was a third round pick. He was, uh, I don't know if he outproduced him, but he, I mean, he was more consistent, I'd say, year to year than Noshawn was. Didn't have to deal with the injuries, I guess. But
1: hmm. yeah, sean oh. was
0: real. Sean's peak with Denver, I would argue, was up there close to CJ. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. CJ was just more consistent with that. I can't remember what year. I think it would have. What it would have been like twenty twelve or whatever. Twenty thirteen.
1: One thousand yards. Four point three yards
0: per carry. Ten touchdowns. Five hundred forty eight receiving yards. I mean, fifteen hundred all purpose yards and, not and ten bad. touchdowns is nothing to scoff at. He
2: was he was really good. That he was a year. big part of that team. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Let's go back to Carlos Hen- Carlos Henderson, Justin.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you just people viewed him potentially as like the steal of the draft if he panned out and. I mean, did he play a regular season game?
1: That was so bad.
0: Uh, I don't think he
1: did. I can't remember I don't him ever doing anything. He looks so no. good in that uniform.
0: He's really fun on the Madden rosters when you download the draft classes. Yes, yes. he was
1: a great Madden
2: player.
0: <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie, too. I mean, late round pick, but he oh,
1: busted man. out in Denver just with all those fumbles.
2: I don't know if I've said it on this pod before, but that one always kind of rubbed me the wrong way just because that was, I felt like Vance put him in a really bad situation, continually throwing him back out there upon return. Yeah.
1: When you fumble, yeah, you just got to get him out. Try again next year.
0: Willie Middlebrooks, the Broncos took 24th overall in 2001. Two starts, zero picks in four seasons with the Broncos. Who was that? Uh, Defensive back Willie Middlebrooks. Mm. he bounced back with somebody after Denver but 2001 played somewhere yeah yeah, 24th overall two starts zero interceptions in four seasons
2: do we give Paxton Lynch and Carlos Henderson any credit for you know like playing well in the CFL or
0: anything we do not (laughs) (laughs) nope I credit (laughs) Isaiah McKenzie for reviving his career with Buffalo yeah yes that's a feel good story right like oh Marcus absolutely.
1: Walker. Yeah. Oh, that was a bad one too. Yeah. Also, I mean, that same class, Brendan Langley,
0: right after Carlos yeah. Henderson. Is that the worst I mean, <laughs> draft class in Denver Broncos history? It's Gazi. I mean, the you get Bowls 2017
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. Bowls, Marcus Walker, Carlos Henderson, Brendan Langley, Jake Butt, Isaiah McKenzie, D'Angelo Henderson, Chad Kelly. You get bowls.
0: That's it. And I I guess maybe you could argue that Bulls alone is enough to say that it's not the worst. But, I mean, how many years did it take him to even become a serviceable? Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, man. Besides his last draft in the 2019 class, it really looks rough for Elway after, like,
1: 2013.
2: Yep. Shane Ray. Um, Shane Ray. Damn. Yeah.
0: When you already had Shaq Barrett on the roster. (sighs) Yep. Brody take Croyle? a guy that gets suspended Brody. like three or gets popped for a drug test like three days before the draft and then gets a tattoo of your biggest rival <laughs> while he plays for you. Yeah. And it, was a, it was a great pick
1: that 2009 class actually is probably the worst
0: go through it. No
1: Sean Moreno is the first pick. You also take Robert Ayers in the first round. That's one where McDaniels traded the next year's first for the second round pick to take Alfonso Smith. Who got traded a year later for like a fifth or something? Darcel McBath, Richard Quinn, those guys are also in the second round. Um, David Bruton in the fourth, you got a special teamer. Then Seth Olsen, Kenny McKinley, Tom Branstetter, Blake Schluter. That's your worst. Yeah, that's effort. worse. That's you worse. can't, I mean, you can't get yeah. any worse. I know Sean Moreno I mean, will give you one good year. Yeah,
2: when the special Bruton's teams players are. Yeah. Your- most consistent and best player in the class. Um, Brody Croyle, though, on the Chiefs, another quarterback that was taken fairly high. I mean, it's it's wild to think that, man, up until Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs were kind of a laughing stock uh, when it came to drafting quarterbacks and franchise quarterbacks. And now we're in the dark days. So dark.
0: I had any final thoughts before we get out of here?
2: Um, good job. It was a good June pod.
0: <laughs> good job, guys. We are almost to the season guys. I promise it's going to get a little bit more in depth, but you yeah, got to bear with us. It's the dog days. It's fun to do some of these silly little, if you, you don't know, love me exercises. at my June
2: podcast, you don't deserve me at my April podcast. Preach. So true.
0: Get that uh tattooed on my back. That'll be my tramp stamp. All right. I'm a uh, Justin <laughs> Michael for Jake for Hank. This is the DNVR draft podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll be back next week. Much love. Peace.